he didn't get brought in to coach. Remember, Kyrie Irving said out of his own mouth, we don't have a coach. He said it. Everything is self-explanatory. They are telling you how it is. We are running the show. We are running our own offense. That's how we doing. We just going out there and hooping. He's not there to be the X's and O's guy and to hold us accountable. Now we put the battery in his back. He's just there to manage us. The most polarizing, Ooh. fascinating, interesting debate show is live yeah. in the huddle. The Brooklyn Nets. Wow. They got swept. Where the brooms at? Where the brooms at? Ladies and gentlemen, where the brooms at? I want to give our, or I want us to give our biggest takeaways from the Celtics sweep over the Nets. And then later on, I got a subtopic staying on the Nets here about what's next. Well, should I say what's next? Now, what's next? What's next for the Nets? We're going to talk about that later on. Let's start off with the biggest takeaways from this series. Coach, you being the Nets fan here out of the group, I'm going to lob that right over to you to kick us off. Uh, the biggest takeaway, what could I say? I believe that bon uh, Boston came back for vengeance, bro, from last year. With the crap that they went through last year, I believe that this was a redemption a redemption series for them. You know, they lost in five last year, and, you know, for them to sweep us badly like that was was unbelievable. What I could say is, you know, it, it all started with Brad Stevens, man. For him making the adjustments like he did, by, you know, bringing back Horford, bringing back Tice, you know, acquiring Derek White from San Antonio, you know, you know, it, it pretty much boosting up the bench a bit. And also, too, Yudoku. Yudoku come from, came, from, came from the Brooklyn staff, so he knows, like, Brooklyn tendencies. So I believe that right there was, like, a advantage for them. So, you know, having Yudoku, you know, pretty much game plan against, you know, his former team like that, he just already knew, you know, the outcome of it. KD, Kyrie playing... Over 40 minutes, it kind of drained them out. And they, you know, they, they cannot play that ISO ball against them. So I believe that, you know, by them just taking advantage of, of, of the Nets. That was the biggest takeaway for me. I'll go, I'll go real quick. You know, I think um, one thing that's being overlooked, I think, um, for at least this series was Marcus Smart. He averaged 17 and 7 this series, you know, 17 points and 7 assists for a rebound, um, a steal. Uh, 1.3 steals to be exact. But um, Marcus Smart played extremely well. Very disciplined basketball this entire series. He he did um he didn't try to force a play. He didn't try to make um the the risky plays like he we usually accustomed to seeing from a Marcus Smart. The guy played extremely literally smart the entire series. And then on top of that, he was second on his team in assists with 28 assists. The first was Jason Tatum with 29. And I think when you look at Marcus Smart and what he means to this team, that first game set the tone for how this series went. Because he could have took that three. That was, you know, it was a good shot, but he passed it up for a great shot. And that's what makes great players. Marcus Smart with Adoku as the coach, you know, he get Adoku has given him the, I guess, given this team the confidence to make the right play. Not forcing things, making sure that you don't just, um, be pressured to take a shot because you see the shot clock going down. You see the time dwindling down and make the right play. That pump fake that led into, drove into the paint, kicked it out to Tatum for that game-winning layup was the biggest play in probably Marcus Smart's career. And that was the biggest play of the series that a lot of people don't, I think. Uh, I mean, that's a lot. Of, I think that was it, like the kind of the beginning and the end of the series right then and there was that play. That play was um disheartening for this Nets because the Nets played as tough as they could the entire series in that one game and if that game would have went to the Nets it could have set the tone for more to come because they were still one in Boston but that set the tone for the Celtics to really take over that entire series just based off that first game alone 
Marcus Smart, I think he's um, – shout out to him because he if he continues this style of play of just making the best decisions for the team instead of the best – what he believes is the best decision, it's only good, good to take him so far. And it, it could possibly get them in an NBA Finals appearance. So Marcus Smart, definitely the biggest takeaway for the series. I gave my props to the Boston Celtics a lot on this show. I already said I believe they're going to the finals. I said if they get past Brooklyn, they're going to the finals. I think their confidence is at an all-time high. They just beat and stopped two elite scorers, okay? One that was playing on the team before, and Kyrie Irving, who was supposed to be big brother. Well, guess what? They defeated big brother, and they beat his big brother in Durant. Their confidence is on shrooms. These guys is good to go. I think they're going to wheeze on down the road to the finals. So I don't have to spend my time and my biggest takeaways from the Celtics' perspective. But I do want to focus on the Nets. The biggest takeaway for me as a microcosm of this Nets season, more so than the series, is that the pass caught up to them. Sometimes your pass can catch up to you, and it did for the Nets. The Nets were so very unreliable. They were a very unreliable basketball team throughout the duration of the season. Whether you call it injuries, that's also a form of unreliability if you're injured, right? Whether you call it Kyrie Irving, him not taking the vaccine, whatever it is, they were unreliable. But one of the biggest mistakes that this Nets team made, and I said it at that time, and I'm going to say it again, to the day God calls me home, is that they made the biggest mistake by trading for James Harden. Okay, when they had Kyrie Irving, they had the rent. They had one of the best depth teams. They literally, they depth was the best in the NBA when Kyrie Irving and KD went over there. We're talking about who are we talking about coming off the bench. You're talking about Levert coming off the bench, Jared Allen coming off the bench, Tyler Johnson coming off the bench, who was going off in a bubble, Wilson Chandler coming off the bench, TLC coming off the bench. This is your bench right here. Now, I know these are not the names that, woo, no. But these are guys that are more than capable of running an offense. All right. Guys that performed on a stage before and helped this team get to the playoffs before. This was your bench right here. Why did you mess it up? Were they winning at that time in the beginning? No, they wasn't. But of course they wasn't. They had to gel. Spencer did when he had to take a back seat. Cavs Levert was the team leading scorer. He had to take a back seat. We could have seen this gel, especially Kyrie Irving and KD had to gel too. KD was coming back off of that injury. So it took a minute, of course, and it was going to take a minute, but they didn't have to bite the bullet. They traded for an unreliable NBA player in James Harden who would rather go to the strip club before a playoff game rather than be locked in and keen into a basketball game, especially when it counts. A guy that goes Casper all the time in the playoffs when it counts. That's who they decided to give all this depth away for. Okay, cool. Who needs depth when you have a big three, right? Who needs depth when you have the best big three in basketball? Yeah, it's hard to argue that when I think about it. Okay, cool. Cool. So you dominating, and yes, obviously the injuries and everything, Harden got frustrated. He won out. Why the hell are we trading James Harden? What kind of power does he have? He's going to be a free agent in the summertime. Just because James Harden got on doesn't mean you had to trade him. You could have kept him and let him see Kevin Durant comes back. You think KD had a, a season ended or a career ending injury? Oh, the vaccine mandates wasn't going to change. Why the hell are we trading James Harden when we already tailored our team and our depth and our defense to accommodate him? So you expect to, to get a guy in Ben Simmons to go over here and fill all those voids. And he's another unreliable player, too. All these guys that the Nets are dealing with is unreliable. 
And James Harden get no pass for me because I hear everybody is siding with James Harden. Oh, this guy just wants to hoop. Shut up. Okay, he don't want to hoop. Guy I'd rather go to the strip club. Guy don't even show up in the playoffs. Guy asked for a trade two seasons in a row. He want to play basketball? That sound like a cat that want to play basketball to you? Stop it, please. Okay, so the Nets are dealing with unreliable players, and that's a microcosm of this season. Whether it be Kyrie, whether it be KD in his playoffs, he didn't show up. Whether it be Ben Simmons sitting there with the broke up back in the fancy outfits. Whether it be James Harden, a guy that quits on his team everywhere he goes. They were unreliable. And another thing, another point, and then I said to Rock, whoever wants a second lap right now. Another thing that I would say is that Durant followed LeBron James at the legacy hell. All right? This is a guy in Durant, let's not forget, that follows the blueprint of LeBron James. Anything LeBron James could do, Durant says he can do better. Whether it be joining super teams, whether it be just other endorsements of um, outside of basketball and the brand, this guy follows LeBron James, and that's why you always got to stay in your lane, bro. I always tell people, stay in your lane. Don't follow me, bro. Whatever working for me may not work for you, bro, okay? That bag of chips that, that tastes good when you had one doesn't mean you're going to get the next bag, and that joint going to taste as good, bro. It happened to me a lot of times. And he followed LeBron James in the legacy hell. Why? Because guess what? LeBron James, the Lakers, I want all this personnel say, well, look what happened to the Lakers. Look what happened to LeBron James' legacy. Who was counting the rings in Miami? Who was counting Durant's rings in Golden State? He followed LeBron James' blueprint into legacy hell. And you know what, Zay? I know we had that last show, and I defended Kevin Durant, but guess what? I took one for the team. Kevin Durant's legacy is affected, and that's because he followed LeBron James' blueprint. And he failed at it. Probably failed worse than LeBron James. That's my biggest takeaway. Um, so I just want to stay on the Nets for one quick question, just for the subtopic, what's next for the Nets, right? And I think we have to, right now in the Nets front office, they have to find guys who's going to be willing to play for this team. Because right now, it's all over the place. You're losing Drummond, a guy who's supposed to be this elite rebounder, <coughs> excuse me, the elite rebounder who had 15 minutes played per game, three points, three rebounds. That's not going to look good. Bruce Brown. He's going to ask for a big contract. The guy who's damn near playing his life away for the second half of the season, also in this playoff series. He was doing everything for this team. He was the point guard. He was a scorer. He was the best defender on the floor. The guy that was, that was asked to guard the best player on the court, he's going to command a lot of money, too, if you're not going to pay him. You're going to have to lose Blake Griffin. You're about to lose LaMarcus Aldridge. You're about to lose a bevy of guys because you did not play him at the right time. And then on top of that, you're doubling down on Steve Nash coming back. Who's going to want to play for this next team, especially when you look at the East? When you look at the rest of the East, the Brooklyn Nets are not a top-four team. And I said this already. When you look at the rest of the Eastern Conference, the Nets are not a top-four team. They're not, they, they may be looked upon as, we don't know if we want to play for the Nets team. We don't know, unless you're giving me no money. Unless I'm getting a bag to play for Brooklyn, I'm not coming over here. Because before, it used to be like, yeah, a couple guys that want to win a championship, they take a, a, a low-level contract, a veteran minimum. Nobody's going to want to take a veteran minimum to play in Brooklyn, especially if you're playing 39 minutes a game. Who want to play that? Who want to play on this team and do and, and not win the championship? So it's going to be interesting what this next team's going to do. They're going to have to really persuade a lot of guys to want to come here and sell a lot of dreams and say, yeah, we're, we're, we're a piece away from winning a championship. Ben Simmons is coming back. Don't worry, because no one knows what Ben Simmons is doing. Right now, he has a mental block that if he tries to get on the court, his back hurt. That was, that was the report. If he, he had a mental block with him thinking about coming back to play in an arena, his back started hurting. I, I just don't know what the Nets are going to do. And right now, they have to find guys that want to play here. That's my ne that's what's next for the Nets. Find guys who want to play for Brooklyn. It looks bad right now.
for me, I would say Steve Nash has to coach. He has to coach. He cannot let Kyrie or KD coach this team no more. He has to coach. There's a reason why they brought you in. Do not be there and be a puppet, man. Use your skill set. Use your skill set. They brought him in there to be a puppet, though. That's what they brought him in there. I see that. I know. But, yo, coach, bro. Just coach. Coach the team. Bro, just do that, bro. Just do that. Yo, it doesn't matter if the media criticize you hard for that shit, bro. At the end of the day, bro, you are the head coach of this Brooklyn Nets team, bro. You have the final say, bro. Because at the end of the day, yo, notice this. Steve Nash never yells during the game. He never, like, you know, held his players accountable at all. He always said, oh, like, he said some dumb crap saying, oh, KD and Kyrie were tired. They look tired. I'm like, no shit, Sherlock. I mean, they played over 40 minutes a game. What do you expect? Bro, coach, bro, bro. And I'm not going to say he didn't have a bad bench, bro. Like, even though it, it was not the bench that he had his previous season. But, bro, he, he could have utilized Kevin Thomas more. Played Blake more. Lamarcus Aldridge, he came out of retirement just to come and join us. You feel me? And I feel like, you know, he disrespected Drogic in a way by not playing, by not giving him more minutes. He put... Patty Mills more for for I said for somebody that's been inconsistent a lot throughout this series. You feel me? I feel like you need to coach, bro. You need to coach. You know, it doesn't matter if it's KD or Kyrie on on the floor, bro. You'll go deep in your bench. Because at the end of the day, if you continue to allow KD Kyrie play over 40 minutes, these guys get burned out. Now what happened? You're gonna say, Oh, they were tired. They were tired. I'm tired of that narrative, man. <laughs> nah, we have less than five minutes to go. On this topic, I have a more sophisticated agenda here for the Nets and how they can get better and how they could possibly contend for a championship next year. And I have it written down in steps. Obviously, it's not an easy thing, but it's not fall off. They got talent, so they can make it work. But they got to listen to me here. Step one, get your soul back. Okay, Steve Nash, not Steve Nash, Sean Marks, get your soul back from Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving from a personnel standpoint. Get your soul back. Listen, I think athletes are athletes. They, they need to play basketball. All right, all this executive, I have personnel say, that got to stop. All right, if you want to have a little intel because you're the best player on the team, that's fine. But to go all over and take over the team, no, there's a reason why you get paid to be in front office. There's a reason why you get paid to dribble basketball. The Lakers and the Nets failed in that department. Sean Marks needs to get his soul back, and it's hard when you sell your soul to get it back, but he needs to do it. All right. When I hear quotes from Kyrie saying, and I quote, I'm here with Kev, I think that really entails us managing the franchise together alongside Joe and Sean. Stop right there. You don't need to manage nothing because you wasn't even playing for half the damn season. What the hell are you managing? You should be fired as a manager if that was the case, okay? And I'm coming at Kyrie today. I know I defend Kyrie over a lot, but come on, bro. I had to wake up last night, bro. This is ridiculous. I got to start over there. They need to get their soul back. Step two, they need to fire Steve Nash right now. Zay is right in the sense that nobody's going to want to play for Steve Nash right now. He's not playing dudes. What am I doing taking a championship pay cut if, if I'm not going to get any playing time? If I'm going to be LMA sitting on the bench, my seat getting warmed up, bro. But his seat was hot. Guy didn't get off his seat because he didn't get subbed in the game. Blake Griffin, woohoo, you finally called on me, all right, and it was too late. We was already packed up and going to Cancun, Wagwan. All right, come on. No guys are going to want to play for Steve Nash right now, especially knowing that they might not even get playing time. All right, so why don't I take a championship pay cut for? So they need to fire him. And we got to remember, coach, I know you say he needs to coach, but he wasn't there. He, w- he didn't get brought in to coach. Remember, Kyrie Irving said out of his own mouth, we don't have a coach. He said it. 
Everything is self-explanatory. They are telling you how it is. We are running the show. We are running our own offense. That's how we doing. We just going out there and hoping. He's not there to be the X's and O's guy and to hold us accountable. Now we put the battery in his back. He's just there to manage us in, in, a, in a type of way where it's just um, sitting there for the ride and just, you know, letting them do what they do freely. That's it. That's why he was one over there. But they need to stop that, put that ego aside, and get a real coach. They need to fire Steve Nash. Number three, they need to manage the cap and build around the foundation of Durant, Kyrie Irving, and Ben Simmons. Listen, I'll take that three any day. I don't care what nobody else had to say. I'll take that three of Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and Ben Simmons any day and twice on a Sunday, especially if they're locked in. Build around that core. All right, let's go to the list here. Obviously, the Nets next season is projected to be $149 million over the tax line. So you can try to bring back guys like Bruce Brown, whom you have the full bird rights to. Okay, they have the full rights, so they can match that easily. Trying to get a center is another thing they need to do, and a shooting center. Because right now, one of the more underrated things about this series, and it has nothing to do with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. It has to do with Nick um, Claxton. Guy missing all them free throws that he could have made. They would have won at least one or two games if he made his free throws. You cannot have Ben Simmons on the floor and another center on the floor that can't make shots and can't make free throws. You need a, a floor spacing big. That's another thing they need. And other than that, they get that. They try to fill this roster the best way they can, and you Take in consideration they started a roster and Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and Ben Simmons, they're good to go. Little Shadamas on the mic. We'll be back after these brief messages. The Can You Dig It Sports Radio Network is here. Revolutionize the game of media. Do you dig, dig, 